Welcome to the Overnight Ramblings, where we delve into contemporary topics, current events, and noteworthy news. Join our host, Seth Melendez, as he brings a fresh perspective to the world around us. Get ready for engaging and thought-provoking discussions on a range of subjects. You won't want to miss a single episode. So tune in and join the conversation with the Overnight Ramblings. Hi, how you doing? This is Seth Melendez. Welcome to the Overnight Ramblings. I've come to you today with a topic that just been uh, thinking about. I know on my last podcast I talked about uh, some of these points, uh, ego and humility. And um, I think, you know, as the dictionary says, ego is often described as a sense of self that we present to the world. It includes our belief, values, and opinion, as well as our sense of self-importance and self-worth. But sometimes your ego can be too much. And your ego gets in the way. Without humility, you can't learn. You can't grow. Um, And why I talk about this, um, what I was talking about the other day in my last podcast, is because, you know, things that I learned this past year with all the trials and tribulations, you know, coming into this new year, as as resolution, I wanted to make sure those things are checked. Um, and humility is one of the biggest things that we must, must, must get, you know, get ourselves uh, as humble as possible. Um, and I'll give you a couple of different uh, small stories of why those things matter. Um, and so as we go through this, I will. So... Um, you know, balancing that ego and humility, it's possible to have a healthy sense of ego while also being humble. It's important, you know, to have that self-worth and all that and, and, and to believe in ourselves. But it's also important to recognize that we are not always right. And there's always room for growth and improvement. You know, some people find it spiritually. Some people find it, you know, through uh, self-help wisdom. Uh, whatever it is, I think we, we definitely need that uh, humility. And, and the benefits, you know, what we were talking about, you know, we talked about the ego, we talked about them together, but the humility itself is uh, can come a number of benefits, both for the individual and relationships um, with others. It can help us, you know, understand feedback better, uh, learning. You know, I think once you... It's not always about you. You know, sometimes I think, sometimes people can say things. I, I've, uh, my wife has said things to me and literally it's like, oh, she just wants to hurt me. And that's, why should I assume that of the woman that married me? You know, it, it, that's the problem. Because I'm being an idiot at that moment in my feelings or whatever. Maybe we were arguing. Maybe I have some unresolved and, you know, anger about something else, and it's clouding your judgment. So anytime she speaks to me in certain, about certain things, I need to check myself. And it's like reset, try to reset. Uh, it's not always successful, obviously, but it's something that I need to work on more. It's like, okay, new situation, new thing, reset. Um, because, it, you know, it, you come more empathetic, you understand others. You know, you're able to work together, you know, you know, personally and in and in, in business and in your your work life, you know, when that humility is there. 
And I'll give you a for instance. I know hearing a story years ago about a husband for years, he loved the end of the Italian bread, the big heel of the Italian bread. He loved it. So for years, he would give it to his wife. That was his sacrifice. I love it. This, this is the favorite part of my, the bread. And he, you know what? I'm going to give it to my wife. Years down the road, they get into the argument, and she says, "You know, you're just like so selfish. Every, every you know, you always, you always get, you always give me that piece of crap part of the bread." And this is an animosity and a problem that had built. She thought he was giving her scraps, and he thought he was giving her the best part. You know, it's funny, you know, they say, you know, know, there's a joke where it says United States and England, two countries separated by a single language. At times, it's, you know, your husband and your wife can happen. And that can happen in business, you know, at work, whether it's partners, whether if you're, you're an employee, you and your boss could be looking at the same thing from, but from a different perspective. One thinks you're giving them crap and the other one is thinking you're giving, I'm providing gold here i think we need to level set that you know i think that you know we seek that feedback and criticism discuss it um practicing gratitude i think that's one of the biggest things you know i think you know just being open to learning i think one of the biggest things is listening to others i love listening to old timers old timers who are married love talking to old timers um, I love talking, you know, work-wise, I used to love talking to old-timers. When I came into IT in 97, um, mainframes were still around, uh, large mainframes. And they were just getting rid of, you know, the old uh, card readers, and it was funny. And I, you know, and I was talking to a bunch of them. But the funny thing is, working with those mainframe guys it put me in a particular mindset which was funny because one thing about it you realize everything is cyclical you know everything that they did in mainframe world everything that happened in the mainframe world would happen in the computer world you know we go from you know an open system to closed systems we go from uh you know uh having single cycle computers to multi-processor computers within one you know, multi, multi a core within one core, you'd have multiprocessors, which mainframes had been dealing with how to break them up and utilize them within different operating systems. We started doing that with virtualization. They were virtualizing, you know, that type of stuff and breaking up cores, you know, 70s and 80s. Um, so a lot of this is cyclical. So they you know, we're doing things and just listening to them and talking to them and the way they did backups and the way they, why they did things as a young IT, uh, you know, uh, desktop support guy. You know, I started at the bottom doing uh, rollouts, you know, pull machines out of the box and put them on the table, run a bunch of commands, you know, and then connect them. And a lot of the machines that came, came pre-made or uh, pre-set up from a factory uh, that was, you know, they would bring in, you know, these blank uh, HPs and then they would uh, duplicate the the operating system on each and every one of them. Uh, This was for a hospital. 
and uh, we would put them out, run a bunch of commands, connect them to the domain. Actually, it wasn't even domain yet. Um, no, there was, sorry. There was a domain. So we did connect them to the domain, and then we were actually doing a bunch of things to them. Uh, there was actually Windows NT 4.0. Uh, so we were doing a lot of these things and you know, some manual steps. And yet here I was still listening to these guys. I listened to a lot of web people showed me how to deal with code. It started the idea of how to understand code. I started working with some software developer guys while I was working at, uh, New York hospital. And, you know, we were supporting them, talking to those people. You understood, you know, how they worked with code, how they, you know, you know, would utilize it, how they would write the code, how, you know, things that were put into a repository and how you would check them in and check them out and how those things were tracked within the, the system that they used uh, would come in handy later. A lot of these foundational things became handy later. So I didn't mean to get off on a tangent. But th those are the type of things, learning from older people, that humility, I would come in and, and, you know, I never cared about being the smartest guy in the room. If I'm the smartest guy in the room, there's a problem. <laughs> and I always said that, you know, I, I know I'm highly intelligent, but the thing is, I never wanted to be the smartest guy in the room because then I'm not learning. And that's where the humility always came in from things like that. Prior to getting into IT, I did security. Same thing. And I think a lot of those lessons have carried over in certain ways. Um, so working, you know, in just personal relationships. I know in this past year, um, taught me, I'm 52 years old. And I'm still learning interpersonal relationships, you know. Things that, you know, about me and my wife, things about me and how I deal with others, how people perceive me, you know, how you can put down uh, a false perspective of you. How do you change that? How do you change it? People have a bad idea. You know, you have, you have the black sheep of the family. How do you change it? You know, do you fit, fall back in those roles? Sometimes people get with the family, they fall back into roles. Well, how do you change and break out of that role? Get into arguments, get into fights with everybody? Or do you, you know, want people to, oh, you got to treat me better. That's, they're never going to treat you better. You know, the only way is for you to check your ego, find some humility, and just do things differently. You know, if you're the, 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 the one who is not, somebody that they can count on, maybe you should start being the one that, you know, slowly but surely be accountable to one person. Maybe just show up for one person. You know, when somebody says, hey, I need you to do me this favor, one person, you know, somebody in the family, that'll be the person that will speak about you differently. You know, so one thing I can always say, I, my personality is... My personality has always been either you love me to death or you hate me. And a lot of times I just didn't suffer fools well. And I could work with people I did not like, but I could not be disrespected. I always set boundaries, and that's one of the discussions I had in one of my previous um, uh, podcasts. Is, you know, I protected my boundaries. Uh, I enforced them stringently a lot of times. 
I was a person that believed in, you know, boundaries make, you know, like wall, like gates, uh, fences make great neighbors. I believed if you, you protected your boundaries, you had less problems with people that you work with or, you know, with your spouse or whoever. Everybody sets up boundaries and you protect them. You know, someone, you know, I don't want to, you know, don't want to sit here and, you know, compare husbands and wives to dogs and things like that. But, you know, when you see a dog, dog starts with a small snarl or they'll start with a look. One dog looks at another dog with a head in a certain way. The other dog recognizes it. Some dogs don't recognize it, you know, and they, you know, then they go on to the, to the lip moving a little. The other dog recognizes it or maybe not recognize it. Doesn't see it. Then comes a growl. See, there, there, there's this progression. You know, sometimes, you know, I've literally, people have said things that were offensive. I won't laugh. I won't joke. I won't even, you know, some people give that <laughs> uncomfortable laugh. Won't do it. Look them dead in their face. Lock eyes with them. And just walk away. I didn't do any intimidation. I didn't yell, scream. I didn't just give them a nasty face. It's a straight face. Just quiet. And just walk away. But at that moment that they said that, the reaction is no reaction. Let them know, let them know, just by looking at them for a few seconds. It's unacceptable. That's one way to start. But anyway, so that's one of the things I'm talking about is you can change perspectives on the other side of that. You know, one, like I said, I was a person. So the guy I gave a look today can come back to me tomorrow and say, hey, I, he annoyed me. He's mad at me. I'm kind of annoyed with him. But I always was one who was willing to give help. Now, if he says, hey, I, I, can somebody help me with this? Or I don't know how to do this. If I knew, I would do it. You know, I'd give you a couple of chances. You know, because, okay, you know, I'll help you. So now he might have talked badly about me, might have said a bunch of things because of the look, you know, whatever it is. But then at that moment, he has to show some humility to ask for help. Now, I'm the one giving it. So then we work together. Maybe we resolve our issues or they just dissipate. Guess what's going to happen? That person is going to go to those same people he talked badly about you and say something good about you. Now whatever perspective he may have had about you before is going to change. You know, I was always willing to, to put out more than I got. And that's one of the lessons I learned when I was working security and IT, you know, and at times those lessons don't carry over personally. Um, at times, you know, you can become selfish or you're annoyed. You know, sometimes the minute you cross the threshold, all those lessons you learned, you stop doing. Um, and I definitely need to do more of them at home. Um, not that I don't do them at all. Um, I just have a higher bar uh, when it comes to marriage than most people. Um, I'm a very spiritual person, religious person. I'm a Christian. And my guide is always going to be Christ. It doesn't matter what Joe does to his wife. It doesn't matter what that, you know, Jack is with his wife. My, if Jesus was married to my wife, how would he treat my wife? That would be my idea. Um, and so my ideal is like, how would he do it? Obviously not the way I do it. 
Obviously, he's going to do it the, the most perfect way possible. And, you know, so my bar is much higher than most people in that sense. So, but if you, you don't have to be religious, you can have your bar set at a different, you know, gauge. You know, maybe your grandfather is your gauge or someone else that you admire. Or, you know, you, you have something in your mind that you feel is a higher level that you can achieve, you know, or, or aim for. Great. That, that's great. Um, anything that works that makes you, it's challenging that you have to work to. It, it keeps the ego in check. You, you increase your humility, allows you to grow, allows you to, to learn more, to be more responsive. Uh, I think the, those are all great. Um, and so, you know, like we said, you know, you got to seek that feedback, seek that criticism. I, I think sometimes people, um, constructive criticism is great. Uh, constructive feedback is great. Some people just want to bitch. Sometimes you got to let them. You know, sometimes there be times you just got to let them just say whatever they're going to say. You can pull out of it what you will. And and maybe that'll help. Um, but there's also a reason maybe why they're angry. They're just going to say whatever they say. You know, like we can look at it in multiple ways when you're not in it. When you're away from it, the perspective, you know, you can see things differently. Uh, you're not, you know, you, you, why is this person not like me? I think I told a story in one of my other podcasts of, uh, uh I worked at HP Hewlett Packard, uh, enterprise in their, uh, uh, in their server. We, they actually, you know, it's the HP now is actually two, uh, HP enterprise and HP are actually two separate corporations. At the time I was with them both, you know, the printers and all that stuff. And then in the background is their servers, consulting and all that stuff. I was with the consulting side, you know, I wasn't, didn't deal with the hardware, um, per se. I wasn't, that wasn't me. I wasn't part of that. Those program guys, we were the consultants. We installed, maintained, and did those things on, in large data centers and in other places like that for corporations. Um, one of the things that, you know, I had a supervisor and we flew around the country. When I first got to him, I was with someone else. They loved me. I was great. We worked together well. And then that team was dissolved uh, because of budget cuts. And, you know, they were doing some type of, uh, uh, you know, div division shifts and things like that. Uh, I was absorbed by this other team. And uh, for whatever reason, myself and my supervisor just didn't get along uh, initially. It was... There was a little bit of tension, and that lasted for a little while until I made the change. I went to them and said, what do you need from me? And it was a recommendation from someone. Um, we had gotten to a point where I didn't agree on a review, a meet standards. I had been felt I was doing above and beyond meet standards. I felt... You know, above standards would be great. You know, in a lot of these corporations, your review can also affect your money. And it annoyed me, and I was really mad. And uh, I went to some people and wanted to, 
complain about it. I actually went to HR and said, no, I'm not accepting that review. And the HR person said, uh, the woman, I never forget it. She was like, look, if you have no proof, you have nothing to document your side of it. It's not going to go anywhere. She says, my advice to you is to document everything, you know, you know, give him a weekly report, give him things, let him know your status of everything on a weekly basis. Um, and that was a great idea on a, on a technical sense, but on an interpersonal sense, the next step was an advice from someone else that I know. Actually, a couple of people had given me some advice and one of them was, what does he need? You know, how do you serve him? And it was like, ah, oh, what I got to do, I got to kiss his butt. I got to do this. I, uh, you know, and it, it bothered me for a few days because that was my ego talking. So I got to be the bigger man. I'm always the bigger man. Why do I got to be the bigger man? Um, and, you know, it bothered me. And then finally I gave in and I went to him and I said, what do you need from me? And he brushed it off. I'm good. And I kept doing it. What can I do? After a couple of meetings, I know there was some t- in the meeting. We'd have a weekly meeting. Uh, we actually, we had a couple of meetings, weekly meetings. Uh, sometimes we had different uh, group meetings for for projects, or but we had a team meeting at least once a week, where the whole uh, group was involved. But uh, in some of those meetings that I was in with him, he would. There would be some annoyance about things or other. It had nothing to do with me. You could hear it in his voice. He would say certain things about, yeah, I can't get a break on that. You know, they won't, you know, they're not giving me what I need or, you know, I've, I've, you know, we've escalated certain things and they've ignored us, things like that. And so all I kept, you know, every so often I would send him an email. What can I do for you? What can I do for you? Is there anything I could take off your plate? And I remember when I asked that, He's like, what are you doing? I said, well, here's everything I've done. And, you know, I said, well, you know, here's where I'm at. I said, you know, I've been sending you those status updates on a daily basis. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even get a chance to look at them. Great. You know, here it is. So now a little bit of, you know, tinge of anger. He's not even looking at him. He's ignoring him. You know, I could have ran off on that. But I checked myself. Okay, he's busy. And I know he's going through a lot. Okay. I, I, here's the things here. Here's the synopsis of where I'm at and what I'm working on. And, and he was like, I was like, look, you give me something. You could take a couple of things or push some things off, you know, and I'll take it off your hands. What do you need? He thought about it. Let me get back to you. A couple of days later, he got back to me. He said, Hey, that other project, you a project, give it to, you know, Joe on the team and that other B project, Give it to Jack. I need you to take care of this project for me. Okay, what do you need me to do? I need you to go over here, fly over here, and take this this, uh, project. Okay, last-minute project. I had, like, three days. You know, they wanted me there Monday. Here it is. It's, like, Thursday night. They have no idea what they want, what they need me to do. Fine. I don't even argue. I read through what it needs to get done. You know, I look through the whole synopsis of the the uh, plan that we had um, and I you know you know go through prep the get out get the flight hotel and go get there it wasn't even it, it wasn't nowhere near 
the request was nowhere near what they had requested from HP. Nowhere near. It was actually relatively simple. I went in. I, you know, made sure that we adjusted the plan, made sure we adjusted the request so people understood what we were doing, went in, aced it. This t this turned out to be a, a political football in his hand because they could, they had this, this ball that had been dropped by a couple of people based on the request. People kept shunning it like, oh, I don't need this headache. I don't need this headache. I took the ball, went down there, turned out wasn't even what was requested was something very simple that any of those other people could have done. And this was now political football in his hand. And he couldn't get hit. Now he's here getting the heat because none of his guys can get down there. And it was our responsibility. And so here I went down there and took this. Oh, turned. He took a deep breath and he says, oh, thank you very much. From that point on, things got easier. And I kept doing that. You know, making sure he had the status reports, making sure that, you know, what do you need? Uh, Seth, I need you to take care of this. It was something I could do very quickly. Here's some documentation. I need you to, you know, go over this documentation or create the documentation for this project. You know, we're, we we have uh, uh, someone on, you know, I work, I, he actually had me working with the pre-sales team. They needed someone. Hey, they had needed, they have a spot that they haven't filled in who knows how long. Uh, they have a project that they need someone to work on that's right up your alley. You've done this stuff. Can you just help them for a couple of weeks? Fine, I'll take it. Met a great, another contact. That guy was great, you know, working with him. He turned out to be a great mentor also, you know, showing me the inners of HP. And they didn't have no arguments with my boss or nothing. He just gave me, and so things worked out. And the reason I tell you that is because it taught me more than anything. It's just check your ego. Check your ego because now he was happy. What are the, you know, now the arguments, any, and, I, and then the next review, I met all standards. I was above all standards, sorry. I was above all standards. You know, we had talked about a few things that, Oh, yeah, you need some work here, but you know what? You're above all standards. I was above all standards on every criteria that I was rated on. I was above standard. You know, so that was great for me, you know. Uh, you know, I achieved what I wanted without creating animosity. And I think a lot of times we, the outcome, if we understand the outcome we want, you can get the outcome by fighting, screaming, yelling, could have went to HR, made a big deal with him. And would I have gotten it? Maybe. But then there would have been a lot of animosities that route. And then sometimes I think we do that at home. You know, you know, the outcome may be, oh, I just need a moment to, to take a breath. Can I get a moment? I need it. You know, I've heard people, you know, my wife is always up my butt. She won't give me a moment. And then they start a fight, and now you don't talk for three days. Now you got your moment. But then every time you need your moment, you got to fight for it. It just doesn't. It's it's not conducive for a long term marriage or a healthy marriage. So it could just be a discussion. You know, hey, look, 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 look. I need some moment. I need a moment. I need a day. I need time to 
to just sit back and veg out, need time to, to do nothing. You know, I know some guys like to play video games. I do other things. I'm a, I do play video games here and there. I'm not a, I used to be a huge video game uh, addict, but it hasn't been that way in a while. Uh, since my mid-30s, early 30s to mid-30s. <clears throat> but uh, I, you know, had other things that I used to do where I used to, you know, I'm a person that builds networks. I have, I have a huge network downstairs, the computer servers, all that, you know, drive, huge drive. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, drive pools downstairs that I've built. Uh, so those are those are that's like you know i mean my wife joke i have two uh two types of porn wood porn meaning like woodworking stuff because i have a huge woodworking uh uh shop in the garage and have all the a lot of the tools and a lot of the stuff out there and you know she comes over and at times she'll see me opening uh, on a website and you know and the website is you know looking at other tools or looking at uh, you know, uh, how to make something, you know, how to's or looking at videos and, you know, the times I close it because, you know, it'd be like, oh, this is $600. And you know, I close it. And my wife was like, what are you looking at? And I, you know, like, oh, you caught me. And then I open it up and he's like, oh, looking at that wood porn again. And it's a joke. And, you know, and one thing, you know, um, one of the other things is I do a lot of computer stuff. We're just talking, you know, what do you want for, what do you want for Christmas? So, you know, the funny thing, she just gave me money. What did I buy? Hard drives. <laughs> hard drives. I didn't buy anything else with Christmas but hard drives. I bought a bunch of hard drives, um, which was funny, you know. Uh, that was that was my gift. She gave me an uh, Amazon gift card. I went and bought a bunch of hard drives. <laughs> so, you know, and then I like uh, shooting. I go to a range. And those are the type of things that we joke about. Uh, you know, she'll see me, you know, I'm looking at, you know, shooting techniques, weapons, things like that. Uh, so those are the funny things that, you know, I, I spent my years in strip clubs. That doesn't, I'm not thrilled anymore. I, I worked at strip clubs for years. So I spent all those years of security working at those type of venues. I'm bored with all that stuff now. Um, so... Just to say that, you know, everybody has their thing. And my wife is great. I got to give her credit. I, when I'm healthy, there's a lot that, you know, I didn't do, but there's a lot that I did do. She did a lot of, you know, she may say, hey, he didn't help me with dishes or he didn't help me with, the, you know, the washing. But I was the one that was dealing with all the stuff on the outside of the house. I was the one that was you know, doing all the maintenance around the house. I was the one doing you know you know whatever we needed to build built the uh the rebuilt the deck that was outside i was the one that was doing you know making sure her car was working making sure the things you know there were a lot of maintenance things that i was dealing with that she never had to deal with and when i got sick i guess and i couldn't do a lot of things and it was a slow progression i started trying to show her okay babe here's the water cut off Here's this, here's that. And, you know, I felt bad because she was being overwhelmed with all the stuff that she was doing and the things that I was doing. So a lot of things that I was doing got left by the, by the side. And, you know, there's certain things that I got to catch up on maintenance around here. 
Um, and so now that I'm getting healthier, I have to do that. But, you know, those are the type of trade-offs we make. She's very great at that. And uh, in that sense that she doesn't beef about certain things because she appreciates what I do in other areas that she doesn't have to do. You know, I dealt with all the security cameras. I dealt with, you know, all the technology in the house. We have a automated, you know, house that we can speak and turn lights on. I deal with all that, all the technical, all the stuff outside. I was the one dealing with all that. Um, so, and I appreciate that, that she saw, okay, he's doing this. Yeah, I'm not going to argue about this. Uh, it was a trade-off and, and, and I don't have as much humility as her. And I wish I did. Um, so that's just to say, you know, I, I think those are the type of things that we, if you start doing more of the things you do, you know, uh, one thing years ago, I, I had a girlfriend and one day she put up a honey-do list and it annoyed the hell out of me when I saw that honey-do list. So I wrote a honey-do list, which is four times the size of her honey-do list. And then there was never a honey-do list put up. So I was like, look, you tell me what needs to get done, certain things that need to get done, and I'll do it. There's certain things I'm, I'm bad at, you know. You could tell me, you know, it's one of the things as a kid, hated throwing out garbage, you know, I wouldn't think about it, things like that. Garbage bags or whatever. If I'm, if I'm running out the door... I, one of the things I hate is two seconds as I'm running out the door to go somewhere or do something, you tell me, grab the bags and go out. I always annoys me because as a kid, a lot of times those bags would rip as you're running. Now you got garbage juice all over you or it's leaking and now it's all over you. And that's the one, you know, tell me when I'm not going anywhere uh, or something like that. So there are things that I can, it can be a priority to me and there are things that become a foregone conclusion, you know, foregone idea to me that it's just like, I don't think about it and I should. And, and that's, that's my failure that there are little things that I should pick up and do that, you know, I know, uh, shouldn't leave to my wife to do. There's little things that I need to start doing. Um, as I get healthier, I'll start picking up more of those things. Uh, and, and it's just so that, you know, she doesn't have to do all those little things. Uh, so, and, that, and that's why I tell people that it, the humility, the ego, we, we have people dealing with it. I was watching a program about these young kids, you know, that were, um, basketball program out in, uh, East LA and uh, the college kids, junior college. And, uh, there's a kid on there that had gone to one of the bigger colleges had come down and for the reason he thought he was better than everybody there he couldn't understand oh just give me a chance and i go out there and every time he went out there he would screw up because he didn't know how to work within the system he was like oh i'm free-flowing i don't need he felt he didn't need the rules but you know everybody's telling him look when you go to the next level you know the pros they have a lot of rules and boundaries you got to abide by you can't just be free-flowing and doing what you wish, you know, how you want to do it. It's no way. You know, this, there has to be some thought process. There has to be, you know, that that ability to see everything quickly. You know, you have to build that up and understand at one moment you go in 
for a layup and another moment you learn to throw it to the outside. You have to know when to do certain things and when not to do certain things. You know, so sometimes you have to take more time, eat the clock up. So there's a lot of things that he wasn't picking up on. And it was all ego. And I went through that early in my life when I was doing security. I start, I was doing a lot of high-profile stuff, uh, bodyguard work, security, doing a lot of big, you know, MTV Music Awards. I was doing, you know, we did, you know, the uh, fashion on, uh, at the uh, fashion show at, uh, uh, I can't even think of the name, at Grace, uh, 42nd Street over there. It's a huge fashion show that they would have. Uh, we did a bunch of that. Worked with Norma Kamali. Worked with a lot of different people. Um, and then, you know, there was a big to-do within the industry in a sense. There was a downturn in the economy at times. And a lot of the guys that were working, I was still working clubs. And I wasn't doing so much high profile that I, I started going back to doing, working with regular security on the side. Because a lot of times... Uh, with these guys that I was working with, we did a lot of events, so it's not like you had a schedule. You know, you'd get called, and since you're doing a lot of events, but with them, I was actually doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they were a very uh, renowned company. Um, and then I was doing a lot of high-profile stuff with them, but then I was like, I need something more scheduled. And so I went back to doing regular security, uh, and that was a culture shock going back. It's like, I'm better than these guys. I know, you know, and, and that was the sad part about it. I wasn't. I was no different than them. I thought I was better than those guys. I'm better than these guys. Make more money than them. Uh, but here I am back with them, right? But I, you know, and then I met some people, some old timers. And, you know, they whisper in your ear and they talk to you. And, and developed a little humility. They put me in my place in, in nice ways. And um, there was an old timer I met. He was one of the best. He was like somebody's grandfather. When I was working with him up in uh, up in Harlem, there's a college up there, City College, and this is an old timer that was there working security, and we were doing. Uh, it was a I was assigned to doing events with them. They, they, you know, while they were there, I was doing some of those the special events in the auditorium and the different things. I was doing that, working with this security company, another security company, and so since they knew I had that background, they were like, oh. Well, you can work over there with them. And then talking with this guy, it's like he opened my mind. It was like he was just, he he brought me down in a nice way. Like he didn't badger me. He didn't scream and yell. He really talked common sense. And it was great. Brought me back down. And from that point, I learned a lot. You know, I was able, I think there was not many people that I knew that could do all facets of security. I did high profile stuff. I did bodyguard work. I did retail, um, you know, worked in, in, you know, in colleges. I worked in, in, in or, or corporations, just regular security. And, and, and I've learned to check my ego. And, um, and so it's one of the things that I tell people, you only learn when the ego is minimized and humility is great. That's how you grow. So I just want people to take the time to just think about the things that the perspective change, the things that we can do with people, the things that we can talk to people. If you want a change in your family, you want them to see you differently, 
Step out for one person. Start with one, the sister, the aunt, the uncle, whoever it is, and just show some humility to that person, whatever they need. They need something. Whatever it is that they complain about you, if everyone is complaining about something about you and you're saying that's not true, saying not true is not going to change anyone's mind. And they have to see a complete change. And they're not going to see a complete change because they don't really think you're going to do that for a long period of time. Oh, he's just doing that for now. Oh, yeah, he's going to go right back to the way he was. And that hurts. But you have to make that change. You have to make the perspective change. You know, you have to tell people, look, I know you see me as one thing, but I'm not that thing anymore. You got to give me a chance. You got to stop burdening me with that ideal and let me show you I'm a different person. You know, just give me that, you know, but then you got to step up. So those are the type of things, you know, it's, you know, husband, wife. it's a lot of problems with husband and wives. Like I said earlier with one guy, the husband thinking he's giving the wife the best part of the bread and the wife thinking he's offloading the crap to her for years. And it infuriated her. You know, he's like, hey, that's the best part of the bread is the, the heel, the butt of the bread. And she's like, he's giving me this crap piece of every time he gets to the bread, he cuts off the crap, gives it to me like I'm dog. And then he eats the rest of the bread, the good part of the bread. You know, and he's upset because he's like, look, but I've been giving you the good bread all those time. And she's like, you've been giving me the crap, you know, and, but yet she doesn't understand that he wanted to sacrifice for her because he thought that was the best part of it. He wasn't just giving her the crap. He said, I want the best part, but I'm willing to give it to her because she means that much to me. She didn't even see what he was doing. And he didn't understand why she was so angry at him because she thought it was the crappy part of the bread. She might have liked the, you know, the middle part, whatever it was, but she thought, give me that scrapped. <laughs> and I remember hearing that story years ago. Might be, a, you know, uh, old wives tale or one of those things but it was a great story to hear about because it puts things perspective on on what everybody is looking at they're looking at the same thing but everybody has their perspective the situation me and my boss is we had different perspectives but we we're looking at the same things and when i change the dynamic now we can be on the same page now we can level set you know, you hear people say those magical words in business. We have to level set. We have to level set. But that's because we have to agree on what certain things mean. We have to agree. This is a piece of bread. I love this end of it. And you love this end of it. Okay, great. You know what I mean? That's great. I could have my piece of bread and you could have the center. But if you wanted my end, I'd be willing to give it up to you. I love this end, but I'm willing to give it up to you because you're my wife. You know, that's, those are the things that some people need to say. You know, it, it, it's funny. Um, but when you level set, you know, working in corporate, uh, the corporate setting, working with Fortune 5 and Fortune 100 companies and even Fortune 50, um, you know, going in, you know, one of the things that you learn dealing with the, those type of mentality is we all have to make sure we understand the same language. Because, you know, two people separated by language, you know, what you perceive as as operational by this date, what do they think is operational? What do they understand the term operational? How do we agree on what operational is? What are the parameters for that? Those are the type of things that we would go into, 
those are the type of things to say on this date this is this these are the things that will be operational these are the things that will be and then now we can now have a negotiate no 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 i need 12 of those things not four of those things you know so now we can understand so those are the type of ways we can level set things what do you need and what do you need me to provide and then now we can work things out and then now what does provide be <laughs> you know okay what do you what do you understand providing and i think that's where we go wrong uh so thank you very much this is uh a discussion i just wanted to point out and 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 i think it's important to a lot of people to uh to delve into this type of thing ego and the flip side of it is humility and at times i think when they're balanced it's great i think you know uh there's benefits to having a great ego and there's benefits to having a huge humility you know, a lot of humility you know you don't want people to run you over but you definitely you know humility is great and the ego and the humility balance makes you a great person and i think well, a lot of times we don't understand that they're off and sometimes even when they're balanced you're just not communicating properly you're not understanding the next person so you're thinking hey well what are you talking about i i meant that in all sincerity i meant you know i wanted to help i wanted to give of myself but somebody may be thinking you're offloading garbage to them you know you can you know i could get projects and say you know what this big project i i can do the big project but why don't you give that project to Joe? And then Joe looks at it and goes, you know, time to turn around. Seth is uh, dumping his crappy projects on me. I'm looking at it and say, hey, this is a high-profile project. He gets to shine. And he's looking at it. You know, every time I deal with these things, they're all headaches. There you go. You know what I mean? Um, that's how, these are the type of issues that can happen. So I think communication is a big thing in there. And level setting what we want in that but to get to that i think we need to be humble because we have to give of ourselves to be able to define those things define the parameters of of the discussion and 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 uh what we can do for each other without that without love you know understanding and create you know balancing that ego and humility you can't get to the next step of defining and discussing so so thank you very much for joining me tonight god bless have a nice night thank you for tuning into the overnight ramblings we hope you enjoyed the discussion on contemporary topics current events and noteworthy news be sure to join us for our next episode where we will continue to bring you fresh perspectives and engaging discussions don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting app to stay up to date on all things The Overnight Ramblings. Until next time, stay informed and stay engaged with The Overnight Ramblings.